five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. And we're going to be talking about direct mail today. WDMA fights for direct mail every day. Sometimes we fight with the USPS. Today we might. <laughs> so here we go. This is a new commercial for the holidays from USPS. Notice it starts with lots of pictures of lots of trucks. They're very proud of their trucks. And their stamps. They're very proud of their stamps. And there go more trucks. More trucks. You see trucks a lot. I saw two already this morning. We're building <clears throat> a better postal service for more on-time deliveries postal and easier, service. affordable There's ways to postal ship. Stores. So you can deliver a even more holiday on the joy. House. The United States they Postal made the house Service, out of delivering for America. Okay, now let's contrast that, just while we're at it, with last year's holiday commercial from the USPS. I just want you to see the feel of it. Never mind the artificial snow. Yes, we pick up on that in Rudolph, Wisconsin. This is all artificial snow, and there's a lot of it. But here we go. There's a truck. I admit it. But watch what the truck is going to do. From Holiday Hills, Illinois, to Rudolph, Wisconsin. Delivering the package. Smiling people. From Santa Claus, Indiana, to Snowflake, Arizona. From Garland, Texas, to North Pole, New York. Yeah, all fake And everywhere in between. We're holiday ready with fast and reliable delivery serving every, every address, in address in America. The United States Postal Fake Service. One. Here it is. There's the postman. I clipped out the only thing that wasn't claymation. <laughs> the only thing real in the whole, the whole commercial. From Audrey Kemp, built for the holidays. Uh, a retro and festive world comes to life with mini mail trucks, shipping boxes, and figurines. Uh, she says, built for the holidays, is, the viewers enter a dazzling diorama of USPS shipping boxes. If you don't watch closely, you don't get that. They're, they're taking the shipping boxes and turning them into a Christmas scene. Okay, So they go from being boxes where the trucks are parked at the warehouse to being buildings where the trucks are parked at the warehouse. Okay, Half the commercial is trucks and warehouses but then it gets into a little christmas tree scene uh so we know that it's a holiday commercial um there's even a mini figurine a mini figurine of the postmaster general now i looked at this thing three times paused it started it again i could not find the postmaster general but it doesn't surprise me that he wanted to put a cameo of himself in there because he's a big shot and he's basically not a big fan of direct mail that we found out yesterday in the comments section of yesterday's of yesterday's show uh deborah corn had some excellent things to say and uh i would really encourage you to read that that series <laughs> i posted an article on saturday about why i'm not subscribing to ad age and basically it's because they've ignored mail and deborah pointed out that because a media buyer doesn't buy mail at an ad agency, they don't, you know, they don't even count it as advertising. It's gone. In most lists of advertising expenditures, there isn't any. There isn't any mail. It's not even a part of it. No, it's not advertising, right? And someone else brought up that the Postmaster General, I think Deborah did, uh, at a recent conference said, you're on your own as far as promoting mail. We're not promoting it. We're not promoting business mail or advertising mail, ad mail, we used to call it. Anyway, so the Postmaster General wanted you to see all the trucks and the new trucks, okay? Uh, there's a QR over a house that links to USPS change of address. 
you can't find that. I mean, that goes by so fast. Operation Santa website is in there somewhere. They just tried to do too much. Last year's was much, 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 much better. Okay. This year was all about the Postal Service. Last year it was about happiness when the package gets delivered on time. <clears throat> much better. Okay. That was per system one last, last year. I doubt if it'll make it this year. Well, let's see. And I welcome your thoughts, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, one is about service. Last year was about service. This year was about trucks and the Postal Master General. Okay, here's an interesting concept. This company will ship a casket to your house by the, this is from the Hustle, <laughs> by Hired at the Hustle. Um, the Titan Casket Company could ship to my home, my LA home as early as Thursday. <clears throat> I don't really have the space, but maybe I could use it as a coffee table. A coffin table, if you will. Yeah, except for the rounded top. I wonder if you could get a flat top one. You know, I was trying to think of the uses. What could you use a coffin for, you know, but until you really need it? I was thinking, you know, I, I remember at a recent funeral, they took like Allen wrenches and locked the thing down. So maybe it would work as a gun safe. I mean, who would look in there for guns, right? That might work. Of course, you don't want it to be too hard to open or you you need the gun you won't be able to get at it you know you could store firewood i think that would be a kind of a cozy place uh since both ends do open up that would be a that uh, would be interesting um you know dry food storage you could use it for that uh it might be an emp if it's metal you know you could isolate your electronics in it <laughs> anyway two casket companies command 70 percent of the market share but only sell caskets via funeral homes and i was thinking of a direct could we do a direct mail uh casket catalog you know there was a dc a famous dc funeral director who would give a 10 percent discount if you walked in <laughs> and uh, he had a lot of advertising so why aren't we all pre-ordering cheaper caskets well part of the reason is you said that caskets range from 300 to 9,000 and Titans range from 500 to 4,000. That isn't any cheaper. The average is $2,500 and their average is probably as higher, higher. So anyway, uh, they use star power and uh, the FTC may be updating its 1984 funeral rule to include a part that says if you bring your own casket, they have to use it. <laughs> I learned a lot about caskets. In the Orthodox Church, there is actually, there's someone who builds pine boxes. And uh, you can actually bury someone, even with a required vault, you can have an open bottom on the vault so that it will be dust to dust. On that note, let's get on to the main article. You've got mail. Four tips on using direct mail for business. Okay. And this is by Andrew Martins at Business News Daily with Tom Azriano and Sammy Caramella. Uh, who also contributed. Okay, unlike email, direct mail mailers are typically one of just a handful of pieces in a mailbox. Good point. It was interesting. This summary here was from uh, was from Pocket. I say things to Pocket, and it worked really well. Oh, I wanted to get. I wanted to have a little say on one other thing. Experience from yesterday. Um, this is a. I've been, I meant to use it this summer when I was wearing short sleeve shirts. This is a no regrets switching to Mint Mobile, uh, switching to Mint Mobile tattoo. Okay, so Sunday I spent about three hours talking, most of it talking to Mint Mobile, 
two hours on the phone with Mint Mobile. And in spite of all that, they wouldn't, and I was helping my brother switch to Mint Mobile. It was more complicated than it should have been. Um, and in spite of all that, they would not give, they would not let him refer me as his way of getting to Mint Mobile. I gave him the SIM card sample, which they sent me. I told Mint Mobile, I even have a Mint Mobile tattoo. True, I don't have it on my arm, but I have it in my on my desk. And they still wouldn't give him the uh, wouldn't give him the referral bonus. It was fifteen dollars or something. I would have gotten a month free or three months free or something. Um, and uh, so then we moved him from Boost International or something like that. Boost. We moved him from Boost off of Boost so we could move his phone number. So that's on its on its way. And he called me yesterday and he said, "Oh, I forgot to tell him your phone number so you could get the the referral customer referral." And they will not give it to you if you don't do it at exactly the right time. Which is amazing, because if you have a customer that's actually referring people to your company, that's called a brand ambassador. If you actually find a brand ambassador, you should do a lot of things. You should probably make his phone free forever because he will talk about how much he likes Mint Mobile. Insane. It's insane that you can't call up Mint Mobile and say, hey, I got referred by my brother or my cousin or whatever, and here's their Mint Mobile number. Oh, great. We'll give them a bonus. That would be the best thing they could ever do. Too many businesses are too short-sighted. When a customer actually helps you, kick him in the head. Just kick him in the head a couple times. Say, nope, you can't get the bonus. You missed it. You missed it right at that one spot you're supposed to put it in. We don't really want to pay it anyway. We want your money. We want your $15. That means more to us than your helpfulness. Think about that. Welcome your comments. Comment in the... And I want to thank all of you people who repost this show every day we are we're up 2300 and or 2050 percent now since last year 2050 percent i don't even know how much that is 20 times more i don't know it's a lot more it seems like i don't know quite how they figure it out um and i don't know if impressions means anything at all but that's the way it is okay so direct mailers are typically just one one of very few pieces in the mailbox. They say the average person now gets about seven pieces of mail a week, something like that. I think that was right. It's either three or seven, but it's not a lot. It's 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 not much more than one per day. You can tailor your address list to send your marketing materials to only the inv- individuals or businesses that fit your target demographic. Now that's, uh, you know, you got to be a little careful about that. First of all, how tight is your target demographic? That's a big question. How much do you know about your demographic? As we always point out, direct mail gives you the engaged non-buyers. So you can see what kind of people in your demographic engaged with your marketing materials and didn't buy. It's the only medium that does that. Okay. Along with printing and sending your mailers, a good company will help you design eye-catching promotional materials and track customer engagement and response. I'm not quite sure how they track customer engagement. I think that means something that doesn't wouldn't count as a response, but they did look at it or something. Not easy to count, not easy to track engagement. It's one of those slippery little things that ad agencies talk about. Okay. 
Uh, so this article is how to use direct mail to target current and new customers. Okay, direct mail remains one of the best ways to target businesses. It's physical mail. Uh, it goes right to the customer's mailbox. Direct mail can help you maximize the return on your investment by focusing on the customers most likely to respond to your message. Now, that's been a pitch since I started in 1981. I had done mail before that for other businesses, but that's when I really got to, got into it. And uh, you know, that's a toughie <laughs> because mailing lists are usually a byproduct of business, right? They're a byproduct. Somebody visits your website, we can kind of look them up, but if you don't get a hundred thousand visits visitors at least per month, probably better per week. Uh, the names will be old by the time we mail them something, and it shrinks down to just a handful, you know, 5,000 or something. 100,000 gets down to about 5,000 of mailable names. So that's not very targeted. That's whoever showed up and we and, and fit on these correct conditions. Okay, you can rent lists. You can say, well, here we go. We got that. This is Tom Foti. Uh, he's one of my connections at USPS. Direct mail creates a one-on-one -on -one connection that's hard for other media channels to match. Eh, you know, again, that's something they've been saying for the last 40 years. Uh, it lets you, you know, there's a lot of variety. You can have response devices. Uh, direct mail is a workhouse horse for getting leads, traffic, and sales. You know, most of this sounds like political pitches. Okay, for here, so okay, here come the tips. Target your customers. Um, you know, you can get addresses from your customer data if you ship stuff to them. Um, I'm amazed at how many businesses don't collect name and address, uh, retailers especially. They'll create, e they'll capture email, and oftentimes, unbeknownst to them, it's not an email anybody checks ever. Um, I have quite a few emails like that that I can track things with, but. You know, if I go in once a month or once every six months, I'll be surprised. And I certainly am not reading anything. Although I know now that when you mark it as red, it counts as red. How cool is that? It all counts toward email readership. I can watch it happen when I do an emailer and I mail it to myself and some of those names. I can watch the numbers go up as I check them as red, even though I don't read them at all. Okay, not every mailing should draw on an existing customer base because you may want to bring in new faces. Also true, but oftentimes we lose money on prospecting, and so it's a delicate balance. Okay, you can find mailing lists through a list broker. A list broker has a lot of incentive for it to work. Okay, um, your printer maybe, maybe, but oftentimes they use a looser demographic. They use something called compiled lists oftentimes, and that means that it's a broader selection. Okay, so you don't, and you know it's a neighborhood or it's a or it's a category based on the census data most often. Most often it starts with the census data, but it's usually not available by census track. It's usually just available by zip code. So if you think about the variety of houses, you know, I went by, by some low income housing today in my zip code because there was a big train. And I also went by some very, very large McMansions, I would guess, although they probably weren't McMansions. They were probably just mansions. Okay, and all in my same zip code. So you'll get a wide variety. Um, you might get recently engaged couples, but a list broker might also be able to get you Bride Magazine, right, or something like that, subscribers who actually spent money maybe to get information about wedding planning. Uh, that probably will work better. Now, if you actually get someone that's buying 
you know, wedding invitations, that may be the best, but it may be too late. Okay. Recently engaged couples, that would be a tricky one. I'd like to know what list that would be. And it probably is those lists that I'm talking about. Okay. Um, specific minority communities, again, most often based on census data. Uh, according to Milena Margensky, owner of U.S. Presort, businesses want to create a best customer profile. This was interesting. Some businesses want to target customers of the very high incomes, while the others want the opposite, very low incomes. I was talking with a client or a prospective client last week, and they're actually targeting people with low incomes and high net worth, which is interesting, right? Right. And uh, I had another group. I had another client, a really, really good client that targeted that way. Some of that is real. Some of it isn't. You know, some of it credit rating can be real, but it can be out of date uh, or it can be by neighborhood sometimes. And that's. You know, sometimes it works. What's the point? The point is you want to test it. Now, really, testing wasn't mentioned in this entire article. So maybe I shouldn't waste your time looking into it, right? But people are excited to see their mail. This was another one. A well-designed mailer works better than an uninteresting one. You know what? You know, I have in my, in my slideshows from the past, I have a mailer that looked like a ransom note, right? Here's one that looks like hand-addressed with a sticky note. You know, it worked really well for me, okay? But this guy actually took words from other mailers, cut them out, glued them down. This was before you could, you know, print it on your print, on your computer back in the early 80s. And then we did a beautiful one. We even stuck a sample of his product onto the mailer. No responses at all. You know why? Well, I don't know. Probably it was more genuine, the other one. The other one looked like somebody just wanted to do a mailer and didn't know really how, but was going to give you a good deal. Sometimes there's an honesty. Sometimes bad paper works better than good paper. Inexpensive ground wood sometimes, almost always, outperforms coated stock. Okay, I'm just telling you, in my tests. Now, these are only tests with hundreds of thousands of pieces. Or you can listen to these people that have probably never mailed 100,000 pieces in one try. Okay, don't try to fool your customers by saying a piece is urgent when a piece is not fully advised, right? Uh, you should make your copy devoid of misspellings or grammatical errors. Not sure. Have you tested that? Nobody tested in this entire article. Okay. Most uh, it, people are mostly transactional by nature. That was a really interesting phrase. I've never heard that before. You know, is that anthropology? Is that true? I don't know. Give them a reason to buy. Knock off some money. Not the only thing. And the article recommends printingforless.com. Never heard of them. It's a, their overall pick for the best Direct mailing service. Okay, give me a call if you're looking for a direct mailing service. We can probably find you something good in your area, right? Uh, there was another one in here someplace that said a postcard, a, a mailer will always, a, an envelope mailer will always beat a postcard. You know, where do these people get these axioms? I don't know. Most of them have probably never run a good A-B split on that. You know, I mean, it's somewhat true. You know, my daughter was mailing into South America and the envelope pulled four times more than the postcard. It wasn't really a valid A-B split, but, you know, she was impressed. Okay, you can always check with the ANA uh, response report, which is just getting wrapped up. I think there might be time if you have a response rate you want to mention. Um, anyway, Sean Breyer, Breyer Home, uh, says, most people won't be ready to buy your product or service 
They'll be just too busy to check it out. But you might want to do a monthly marketing plan for at least six months. I'm planning a marketing plan today. Good advice. Okay. Direct mail gets through.